made, is it? It is as what? Yeah, not boo. Yeah, it's really obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. obsessed with fish. Right. Well, it's a penguin. Yeah. Yeah. But he could roll into a ball. Could he? Yeah. He like used Sonic. To, he used to roll Sonic around. the obnoxious penguin. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the one that they banned? Something. something. Then you train his dog to do a Nazi salute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on YouTube. It was YouTube. like a Nazi salute or something, wasn't it? Am no. I thinking of, <clears throat> no, I'm was, thinking of the late night B-movie one. Uh, <laughs> it was banned because it was frightening. It was too scary for kids. Or Where's the like fish? <laughs> so the, the pingu's like knocking about and then this giant walrus head just pops up in the background. Like enormous, <laughs> like just giant. And he's just running away from it for the whole episode. This thing is just following him in the background. It's, it's on YouTube. It's fucking... It is... Just the writer's room of Pingu. Like, yeah, what's that? Well, this one's just called Unspeakable Terror. Yeah. So he learns a valuable lesson. Don't go this near the wall. called Pingu and the food chain. <laughs> yeah, it's called Harsh Realities and why you need to get them now. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of penguins, mm. apparently... <laughs> I found this a little patronising. It kind of makes sense, I guess. It's just a bit weird. Apparently, penguin parenting is on the rise. And what that means is that pe- dads actually spend time with their kids. <laughs> they called it penguin parenting. Or just parenting. Yeah. Parenting for dads, I guess. But it's like, oh, you know, women aren't penguins. But, you know, men men are becoming penguins. Like, that's a really weird thing to, I guess, maybe. Maybe yeah. there was like a, there's a new modern era of... Dads paying attention to their kids and nurturing their kids. Maybe that was, I guess, stereotypically, that wasn't always the case. Maybe. You know, if you hear about, you know, the hour older generation talking about their parents, it's like, oh, you know, screaming in the living room, yelling at the TV, (laughs) not really like, not going to baseball games is apparently what happens in American parenting. Just don't go. Oh. And then the kids get really, like, that hollows out their insides. But if they were penguins... They'd go to every baseball game. But doesn't it come from, Unless like... there was a walrus. <laughs> yeah, fuck that game. Fucking <laughs> run away from it all. The freakiest umpire in the world. Um, yeah, is, but doesn't that doesn't it kind of hark back to, like, uh, like the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and maybe onwards, I don't know, of where you had, like, a single-income family. So the dad wasn't around because he was always at work. Yeah, and now they, you know, carry babies around on their feet through blizzards <laughs> and like, oh, we'll go to don't work. drop the egg <laughs> the egg's been dropped why am I carrying an egg where's my child <laughs> <laughs> that was also a thing apparently as well the church is angry that easter eggs aren't being marketed as easter eggs anymore they're being marketed as eggs or chocolate eggs alright and that doesn't fulfil the embodiment of Christ right because eggs yeah <laughs> <laughs> eggs used to mean Jesus yeah well, then this is the thing. Like, I always thought it was just like a silly coincidence. But the way s- some Christians are reacting, apparently, like, no, 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 yeah, chocolate bunnies are Jesus. You're like, <laughs> isn't that just like a child's thing? Like, oh, let's get the- no, it's Jesus. <laughs> All right. Yeah. They were like, one in 10 eggs is now being marketed as an Easter egg. And some don't even say the word Easter on them. Okay. <laughs> but- Angry at big egg. <laughs> <laughs> Corporate egg. You're not being Chris. You're not. You're not killing enough Jews. Apparently, we killed Jesus and we want him on an egg. 
<laughs> no, we didn't kill him, but our friends did. You know, whatever did, I don't know. <laughs> whatever the relationship between Jews and Christians were at the time. Yeah. Family members divided by the murder of Christ. The crucifixion, sorry, crucifixion of Christ. But, but the bunny and all that shit never had anything to do with Jesus. Well, he's, the bunny's the one that put the final nail in. <laughs> so, Fuck you, Jesus. What's wrong with that bunny? You want an egg? You're not going to have an ordinary egg. You're going to have one that melts in this climate. Yeah. Smell. <laughs> stop, stop ruining my egg wish. Or whatever. Egg wish? <laughs> I wanted to work. That was the original plot of Christianity. The plot of the Christianity. Plot. <laughs> was he wanted to forgive everyone for all their sins and give everyone, give everyone eggs. Yeah. And he couldn't give everyone eggs because it was... You know, he was only forced to give chocolate eggs, which melt in the desert. Yeah. Right, so therefore no one got the eggs, and eggs is life, isn't it? You yeah. Know, ovum. So it so. used to be like gold, frankincense, myrrh, and eggs. Yeah. But All delivered in an egg carriage. Yeah. All in an egg casing, like Kinder Egg. Which but by is where the time they got from. there, it was just three blokes covered in chocolate, holding... Yeah, just three sticky men. <laughs> holding perfume. <laughs> <laughs> perfume? Is frankincense perfume? Yeah. It's an insect. Frankincense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's not a big jump from Frankenstein. No. It's like, we, <laughs> did you bring beer? No, because the last guy bought Frankenstein. <laughs> the guy, that guy got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the theological side of yeah. the podcast. Kind of thing. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. that the educational portion is out yeah. of the way. Pingu parenting Christ. <laughs> it's the three holy ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, you had a good week. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been alright, uh, recovering from a cold, again, slowly. Have you recovered from the paranoia? <laughs> it's, uh, to be honest, yeah, uh, like, a, a, a good kind of, sort of, a sort of a good week sleepers kind of. <laughs> Returned. Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's repaired a lot of things mentally. Yeah. Yeah, fair yeah, play. Because, yeah, like, I, we've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. And, you know, and while we would joke about how something horrific could be very funny and very yeah. dark... I've never actually done anything. No, 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 it's true. <laughs> I mean, I've done some things, but not like, you've, not that have turned you against me. No. <laughs> you've always been like, that horrible thing, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's, it's, um, it's bridging the gap from taking all my possessions, wrapping them up in bed sheets and, and writing tangoed on them. Yeah. And, I don't know. Polluting Facebook. <laughs> pretending that I've murdered somebody. <laughs> Which I still think, right, if it was if it was done right, <laughs> you'd find it funny later on, at least. What? You'd be like, so how would you stack? Well, I thought I killed some mermaid. I didn't even believe in mermaids, and then I murdered one. I was like, oh, God. I, I have this it would be done with enough ludicrousness and humour, I think, you'd find it funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a matter of doing things right, isn't it? Like, I, yeah. I, I have this um, recurring thing when I'm driving. That's like I've I've read enough about people like blacking out during horrific events and shit like right, that. Yeah. Where I'm like, I on this journey, I I could have hit someone with my car and just blanked. Yeah, yeah, and forgotten about it. Up. I and I think that's kind of I like to think that's a normal thing to kind of have. It's what Bill Burke was the functioning psychopath, right? Yeah, of Is like it? when yeah, well, he talks about when he's driving in the car. Yeah, he just thinks randomly. If I was to move my hand three inches to the left. Yeah. I'd be killing loads of people. Oh, right. Um, but I don't do it. I just, yeah. I think about those kind of dark thoughts. No, but that, that yeah, I guess. But that's a, that, that's a conscious thing of being like, well, I could have done that, but, but I'm thinking about blackout theory where it's like, no, it could have actually happened and I've just blacked it out. And in front of me is actually a shattered windscreen covered in blood and I'm just happily driving along. 
I think it's the same because you're looking at it in, you're, you're trying to justify. It's not like you're wandering randomly. It's like, why well, yeah. am I in a bad mood? Maybe I just killed like seven people and I've just filtered out and it's yeah. just that deep seated thing that's kind of nagging at me. Maybe that's the case. Yeah. But it's probably not. Just as what if I were to run over a load of people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but probably not. Yeah. It's probably fine. So it's a level of functioning psychopathy. Yeah. I guess. I've gone the other, this is, yeah, I've gone the other way. I've gone <laughs> You're a, a real psychopath. <laughs> no, I've gone less psychopath. Like I, I had, I had, I had, I felt like I transcended into an adult, into an adult, mm. because like I had certain, just certain responsibilities were starting to make sense in my head, right? And I was just like, oh, fine, I go, why am I doing this? It's because I'm an adult now, right? So like, take my car for example is in need of repair, yeah. But I've kind of been like, doesn't need, it? It works completely, yeah. works, yeah. And then when it was snowing and it was cold, like for the past like a week or so ago. Um, it wouldn't start anymore. Mm. And I was like, oh, right, if it doesn't start. And then I was like, okay, I'll just walk everywhere. And you're like, no. <laughs> you're like, yeah. No, because like every time I take it repair, take it for repair, it costs me like a grand. Yeah. Because I wait so long for it to be fixed. Yeah. And I'm, I like to think in my head that's the same amount. If I went f- uh, four times a year, it would cost me 250 quid a yeah. go. But one so problem kind of causes another problem, which yeah. wouldn't have occurred before. And then, yeah. So my immediate reaction was like, oh, well, fuck that car then. I'm just going to live my life around it. I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah. Well, I'm not, not going to deal with it, but I was just like, I'll just remove it from my life. And then you go like, well, no. What if, you know, last time I had to be rushed to the emergency room, I had to dro- I drove myself. Yeah. If I have to do that, and then I can't do it in the car. Yeah. Uh, waiting on a taxi. I don't want to do that. I'm dying. Yeah. Uh, what if the dog needs to go to the vet? What if I need to pick someone up? I think you're a parent now. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the idea. I've always been dependable. I've yeah. always been um, helping people. But this was a specific case where it's like, I need to ensure that I am in a position, even though that isn't here right now, mm. that if something happens, I'm ready to deal with it yeah. with a car. Like emotionally, yeah. I've always thought it was an emotional or a response or a maturity thing of like, no, if someone else will help you help. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's like some, I could get a taxi to get me over there to do whatever. It was like, no, I need to sort my car out. So I was like, yeah, I'll get my car serviced and get it fixed. I didn't, but I like to think that, you know, I had that thought. So that was good. Um, but in that same breath, my conservatory broke again. Oh. And like, we went from the door not being able to lock or close properly. Now it won't open at all. Right. So I'm just trapped. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to kind of like walk around the side of my house to let my dog out. It's like, ah, oh, it's yeah. another responsibility thing. I've now got to buy a new conservatory and build it or something. Oof. So that's going to be a pain. So like, okay, that takes precedence. So I'd like, right, DIY, just fix my car. Okay, I diagnose a problem, I fix it, whatever. And then right now I've got to do all this responsibility thing. So yeah, I feel like I'm get, getting adulted. So less psychopath, less like, well, if I do have a, a, another emergency, I'll just steal next door's car. You know, let's do that. It's like that thought wasn't there anymore. It's like, oh, it's kind of fading, fading to distance. Yeah, which kind of came about. What well, didn't coincidentally, um, like Kevin uh, Smith had a heart attack. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> which I know. I've always heard the term widowmaker. I've never heard anyone describe in depth what it the, was like. Yeah, and it's a widowmaker. It's like a heart attack that you don't really realize is a heart attack, but yeah. it kills you. Yeah. So he was like, I've just got a tightness in my chest. And people are like, oh my God, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. I think I've yeah. just eaten something. And he's sweating and he threw up. <laughs> yeah. but it's just like sickness. Yeah. He's like, it's got food poisoning or something. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, that your, your heart isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> and then going through the whole ordeal of it. Yeah. He's like, oh, fine. I need to treat my own mortality with reality. And yeah, dependable 
even when there is no dependence occurring is yeah. know, my I think my new definition of adulthood. Yeah. Which is like kind of makes sense to what some people were saying when I was growing up. Like, it's always important to have money. And it's like, yeah, but what if you don't need it? You only need a certain amount. It's like, yeah, but mm. what if you need unexpected costs? Yeah. You're like, that's later. And that's, that's kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's young. Yeah. That's a youth. Yeah. It's just like, okay. So now it's like, oh, okay. You know, my car's broken. It needs to be fixed because of responsibilities and whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, also had another realization that was uh, kind of complicated. But it was good. It's, um, I've talked, I've been very open on the podcast, mm. um, because I'm comfortable being, uh, very open. Yeah. And some of the things that I've been talking about have been stuff like I can't stand small talk mm. or social situations. I just find myself being a bit, nah. And I was kind of thinking, oh, it's just me being antisocial or I'm just a psychopath or something in there. And it's just a harsh, well, it's just a, it's a reality of, the reason that I didn't like, like I, I preface this with being sensitive, just mm. to preface it, um, was I didn't like small talk because in one, we've got a lot of friends that listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I've spoken for over a year about crushing loneliness, no human connection, no friends, <laughs> and we've never done anything about yeah. it. So it's been like, I'd be like, oh, you know, and we're sitting, we're having, having a small conversation. I'd be like, I'm bleeding in the corner, like mm. crying myself to sleep at night. My friends know this and they're just like, just don't, don't, don't address it. Right. Okay. So that's the reason. So I'm not saying that anyone should have acted any differently. Yeah. I'm saying that well, because I understand it's, it's two different worlds, what I've said before, right? Mm. It's people are getting on with relationships, people are getting on with their lives, careers and all that kind of stuff. And at this point in time, I've been very... Um, in need of help, in need of, in need of friendship and in need right. of communication, right? So from my perspective, still wanting to be accommodating, be like, yeah, sure, let's go do something. I'll try and get that small part of connection. And then it'll be like, you're going to kill me on my stags. Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to hurt you, Steve. <laughs> I just want to have, have a good time. No, Nick, you're going to kill me. Like, I'm not, no, it's fine. <laughs> Are we going to end the friendship if the stag's not good? Oh my oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 this isn't yeah. a blaming thing. I was just explaining my position yeah. of it. So the realization of my definition of what the French, because, and again, it, all these other things that kind of come into it, and it's probably, it's not anxiety, but I imagine this is what people with anxiety have un, uncontrollably going on in their mind. Yeah. So, like, I think every one of our friends would say, if they knew somebody who needed help or was lonely or was suicidal, Mm. They'd give them a call or they'd invite them round to go out for a drink with them. Yeah, yeah. So I believe that about everybody, but at the same time, they're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I was in like small talk, it was like part of me wasn't wanting to engage because I was like, why aren't we talking about something real? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like, you know, I'm in pain and you're just watching me ride in pain. <laughs> so what I did, and uh, yeah, I'll go into that bit a little bit later, but. The realization I had, because this is how I deal with my problems, is understand that everything is going on as it is, but I need to take care of myself. I yeah. don't have to go, Steve, it's about time you acted like a friend. Like it, 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 it because you're doing your own thing and yeah. you, I know that you would enact if I specifically requested it, right? Yeah. Um, but you're busy doing other things and everybody's busy doing other things. So I need to change my definition of those friendships to be, they've distanced themselves from me because they're doing their lives. Mm. 
I need to distance myself from them to let them get on with their lives and to make me less de- somewhat dependent, but somewhat requesting, somewhat leaning in just to be like, a, does anyone want to ask if I'm okay? Or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's a way to function within certain groups, but it's not the way that this group is currently functioning. And as soon as I made that um, conscious decision, because before it was a subliminal thing of like, yeah, why would I engage in this kind of talk? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just go home instead of going to the pub with them because I don't want to, I don't want that energy coming out in their social mm, event. Right. So it was, as soon as I made that concert decision of like, eh, they're doing their own thing. So you yeah. do your own, you do. So don't look for that love and support in that specific place. Instead, just kind of deal with it on your own. And as soon as I made that re- that conscious realization, it was like, that's why I'm kind of like not wanting to engage in small talk or that's why I'm kind of like feeling like if I'm, if nothing socially occurs within our group, unless I organize it Mm. because people are busy doing stuff. Yeah. So as soon as I made that realization, I went like, I'm not actually a psychopath. And that was quite a relief. (laughs) Like as much as we joke about, yeah, you know, there's somewhat psychopathic tendencies and there's like all this kind of thing. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, when I was talking about how I discovered ASMR, I was talking about how desperate I was just to hear someone talk to me and like say that, you know, how's it going? Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> you know, all that, that's that element of human connection. So as soon as you go like, instead of looking for that from people who are currently busy, just find that in a new place. Yeah. So it made me realize that I wasn't as much the psychopath as I thought. And that was a quite nice. And then it kind of went like, oh, okay. All these voices are just like, oh, that's just me trying to, compensate mm. for that so just shut that door for now yeah. at least anyway but yeah yeah not, I, I was hesitant to talk about it because i was like i wasn't sure if you'd be like uh like you wanting to engage in that it's just like uh, it's just right now people are in different places and part of friendship is being for them being for people being there for people when you can yeah but also being patient with people who can't always be there it's i, I think it's things that that come in waves like um uh relationships and friendships in general i i think people i don't mean you uh yeah. i mean in general like um because i don't think you feel like this but i think people hold on to this idea that they'll always be like high school like there'll mm. always be that closeness and everything like that when I, in reality i think it just works in waves i think you come into and out of each other's life you might always be on the fringe um but you won't always necessarily maintain that closeness and also mm. i think it's difficult um for us, <clears throat> us as in uh, kind of people who are in units as couples and stuff, mm. um, to, um, to to kind of catch things from from a perspective of someone who's not. So, like, we'll go home to our partners, mm. and we won't have, and um, um, we can have an idea of of kind of being alone or being uh, kind of just being by ourselves and everything like that. But really, that's it's never really the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for us to kind of to try and appreciate it from the perspective of someone who is actually alone is difficult. Um, yeah. We won't, we won't ha- necessarily have the same kind of empathy for that, for that situation that you might have. Mm. Um, so it does, I think, I think it makes it difficult for us to reach out in the way that might be beneficial to you. I agree. I do agree. Um, but the, the thing that made it different was because I talk about it so openly on the podcast it's almost as if you go back to, you know, home with your, with your partner. Yeah. And then I'm in the corner just telling, just directly telling you what's going on. Yeah. And then it's being like, it'll sort itself out. 
Yeah. It just felt like it felt like it was because the, it's been going on for over a year. I mean, one of the early podcasts we uh, YouTube, we Googled, should I kill myself? And went yeah. through this. So I've never been truly suicidal. No, 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 no. But it's just, there's, there's, when, when you look back and you watch anything that's talking about depression, I was like, you need to look for the signs. Mm. And I just found it funny that I look back and I went, I, sh- I was holding up neon signs of all these, yeah. going through all these kind of stuff because I'm, that's how I'm working through it. Yeah. Um, and it's no, it's not a judgment. It's just, I need to be, I need to conf- not confront it, but raise it yeah. as like, this is what I feel was going on more so to explain to you why I was acting a certain way. Yeah. And also to just kind of be like, uh, yeah, to help you sell, uh, kind of think about it and be like, Oh, if someone was doing that and so as directly as it was being done, you know, what would, would you do something different in the future? Not necessarily with me, but like just in terms of, yeah, missed cues or missed whatever yeah. or different. Um, I don't know. I th- I think from from my perspective, I uh, I probably I probably didn't take it with as much urgency as maybe it uh, m- maybe was maybe was due to it. But um, I think I'm partly to blame for that, right? But I'm well, incredibly strong alpha male. Well, at the, at the same time, <laughs> you you always did a good job of kind of alleviating my concerns by saying, mm. "Well, I'm I'm doing this. I've I've been trying to do this, and like uh, I've been yeah. I've been going to see these people. I've been I've, I've been taking this approach to it, and everything mm-hmm. like that." So it's like. Um, I haven't felt, I guess I haven't felt a need to sort of intervene mm. and be like, well, this is what you should do or like, or ju- like, we're not the kind of people to kind of call each other up and be like, are you feeling okay? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not in a sense of like, oh, we're too manly for that. But it's just, it's not the relationship we've ever had. And it's not to say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be willing to go down that route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But it's just, um, it's, it's. I guess, I guess it's, it's not knowing whether to take that step myself because I don't know if you'd be comfortable with that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, there's no judgment here. There's no, you should have done anything different. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. more like, just with, voicing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's also from my, whether it's because of my sum of experiences from even before we met of just, um, friendship. Mm. Um, I think I've, out of the two of us at university, I was, I think I was pretty clear cut the more sociable, at least in the yes, beginning. Yes, I've right? always been very much a loner. Yeah, like, so yeah. I would be the one. If like we went clubbing three nights a week when we were at uni because I went clubbing three times a week. Yeah. It was like, you yeah. should come with and you should do this. I wouldn't have gone otherwise. Yeah, and it's exactly. not sad. Not, not, I didn't enjoy it, but I wouldn't. No, it's just not naturally yeah. that social. So yeah, like it's while it's also not um, for, uh, normal to ring up and say, like, how are you? It's also not normal to be like, do you fancy going for a drink tonight? Mm. That's not a normal part of our dialogue maybe mm. it should be maybe it could be in the yeah, future but yeah, right absolutely. now things are busy stuff's going on like i say this is this is what friendship is at least in my opinion is um yes you should be there when people need you but you should also learn that your friends are also being friends or you have to be friends to those friends as well so you have to mm. let them kind of do their own thing it's yeah. not you know you need to pay attention to me right now yeah yeah it's just more a case of to me, to me, if I was in some, if I was in the other position, I would actively launch on it. But that's because we're different people, right? It's like saying the university thing, but like, oh yeah, come on, we'll go out and we'll do something. As I actually have done during the course of this podcast, like if yeah. I've seen someone in need, I've been like, yeah, dude, let's go, let's get sort that something out. So yeah, the good thing about it is I'm no longer, uh, uh waiting for people to help. Yeah. Because I understand that helping people is difficult by definition, right? Because if helping people was easy, 
everyone would do it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just not something that is natural most of the time for most people for, for everybody. So yeah, taking that, that it's almost like uh, yeah, it's removing that kind of yearning for subconscious yearning for some kind of connection from a place once that place is closed. Mm. And I don't mean the friendship is closed. It's just I've redefined the friendship to be like, yeah, okay, no, that's we'll reevaluate this at a later time. But right now, uh, need that's not this kind of friendship. So yeah. I need to kind of look elsewhere. So it was good. It kind of made me feel a bit less psychopathic. And a lot of the it became more productive of like, well, I need to interact with more people who are in that place. So more sociable, go out, do more social things and do all that kind of stuff. So it's good, but it's potentially awkward. But I think our friendship is strong enough that it's like, yeah, we both understand what's going on. Yeah. It's just, that's understandable in this situation. We hope everything works out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just good to flag it up. Hmm. So yes, that was my adulting week. That's Which good. is different to an adultery week. <laughs> Quite. Although not, not that much different. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new relationships. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. I don't know. That's opened up a new... Because uh, part of... Again, like, it, it's, it's weird the subconscious decisions that you make similar to the sub... Because I imagine part of the reason I was so open uh, on the podcast was me trying to put that feeling out there yeah. to see if anybody would notice and, yeah. or anything like that. So that, and that was, a, that I, I believe that at least on some level, it had to be subconscious me just doing that. That is present in loads of different things. And I've gone on uh, dates with people that I knew weren't going to be long-term dates because I just like, this, this isn't going to work, but mm. hey, might as well try for love. And I've described yeah. it before when I was talking about ASMR, that when I was going on these dates... I was aware that like 95% of it was absolute dog shit, mm. but I was so desperate for that connection. It was like, there might be a moment in the night where I might get 5% of a connection and that yeah. 5% yeah. is enough. And it's like, so it's that subconscious yearning to go towards stuff that, uh, you, sh you is not logically or rational or beneficial to do so. Yeah. So as soon as I kind of removed that, I was like, Oh, okay. So let's actually think about this. I need to do this, so I'm going to do this. So, yeah, I've started looking for wholesome women. Right. Like, good women. Yeah. And it's strange, because there's part of my head that goes, this is wrong, because I've, I've done it before when I was younger, just going for women that if you were to, if I was to ask you, if I was to hold up a picture of them and a picture of me, mm. um, to you, you'd be like, you two are very different people. Yeah. But I'd be like, yes, but on a, on a deep, on the deep level, we're both wholesome people. Yeah. Bloody, bloody, yeah. blah. But that hasn't been enough to get the relationship to be like as deep as I, as I would kind of like yeah. it to be. But That's it's weird. more beneficial to look for a diamond in the rough in a good place. Yeah. And see if they've got a little bit of rough, a little bit of more interesting, more, a more explored person yeah. than it is to look in the rough for a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just... Well, I, it's interesting. I, I was, um, I, I watched this, uh, talk that Ben Shapiro did this week and, uh, it was just a Q and a thing. And some guy stood up and said, um, uh, like obviously like he's, he's like hardcore conservative. So all the people that come to his shows are conservative. And he said, and this guy stood up and said, I'm, I'm dating someone and potentially marrying, uh, someone, uh, who is, very like far left in comparison mm. to me like it's like and everybody laughed because it's essentially like in in that room it's like Ludicrous. sleeping with the enemy like right, it's, right. it's that kind of thing and ben uh basically said look it, it's it could be a problem 
because you will start arguing about certain things, but um, the main thing that you need within a relationship is to share the same values. That doesn't mean that you share the same opinions, mm. that you share, that, that you enjoy the same music or like all of that stuff, like all of that stuff is on the surface. As long as you share the same values. So the same, the same value for life and, uh, and, and moral values and everything like that. As long as you share that, you can build a relationship between any two mm-hmm. people. And I, and I think that's true. Like, yeah. I don't, and so like the idea that you're looking for someone wholesome now isn't necessarily I don't think you're looking for anything different than you were before. I think it's, I think Just the outer directly. shell has kind yeah. of changed, but the inner mm. is, is kind of the same. Well, the problem that I've had with dating has just been, uh, it sounds egotistical, but it's just, take the um, <clears throat> politics thing that you just gave, right? Yeah. If I met someone who was complete opposite of my opinion, that wouldn't mean any different. I'd be like, great, that's yeah. fine, it's fine. Yeah. But if I met someone who was of the complete opposite opinion, and either didn't have the ability to or blankly refused to engage in any form of debate about it, I'd be like, well, th- th- why not? And they'd be like, they just they either they don't know, they're not interested, yeah. or that they're just pretending to be interested in that kind of politics. It's like, I can't get any engagement with that kind of level. The same way that... This is a silly example, but say something like music. Like the amount of people in, when you date, you're like, oh, what music do you like? Oh, I like everything. Mm. And you find out they don't actually love music. They just say they love music. Mm. So trying to, it's, it's almost like the, it feels like the well of their experience or the well of how much, how, how passionate they are, I guess, about what they're into, about what they like, what they do with their lives. I kind of feel like that's always the biggest difference. And because it's like, oh, some people just want to have a kid with anybody and then just sit and watch yeah. Carnation Street for the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I, there is absolutely no way that can work with me. Mm. I could, on a psychopathic level, have it as a cover, but like, it just those kind of relationships don't work. So I go like, let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. That's your bedrock, mm. and mine is far, far. Not, and it's not a good thing. It's not necessarily like I'm so much smarter. It's like I'm just more interested or more ambitious or more passionate about something or i yeah. like to find passion about something and i think other people they kind of put themselves in boxes and my boxes and i have i have no box and maybe that's the way to think about <laughs> yeah. it people are like no this is how this is and this is how this is and i'm like everything can be things <laughs> <laughs> like this does not compute like okay yeah, fair enough so yeah i think uh looking in for more wholesome people i think it's just yeah trying to go things in more of a wholesome way i think like and we talked about small talk before which yeah. now that i know that why i was avoiding it i've always been great with small talk i've always mm. been incredibly good with socializing yeah you know maybe not so much now but if i went to like the a gym i would make friends at the gym yeah with 40 year old mothers and keep, you know young people who were there just because of talking and yeah. sitting in the coffee cafe having a bar and starting talking with somebody if you talk to so someone you don't know fine. it's always small talk because you have nothing to latch on to yet yeah, unless you've got them in a death grip or something. Yeah, you can have seen this word. But yeah, because uh, I knew why I was kind of agitated by small talk, that's kind of been, that agitation's been removed. So now I'm like, oh, I can actually start talking around a bit. I spoke to my neighbor today. Yeah. I was like, it was just like they came out and usually I'd kind of be a bit like, oh, you know, how's it going? Because yeah. I didn't want to have small talk. I wanted mm. to express myself. But I'd be like, no, it's just have a chat and talk about stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, just uh, returning to my old, less psychopathic self. Yeah. So not looking for as psychopathic a person. Well, more, <laughs> when I see a red flag, I just go like, that, that is a red flag. 
Yeah. So I'm not going to pretend that it's not a red flag with somebody. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I've dated Satanists before and yeah. I've always been like, yeah, but it's just Satanism. <laughs> like it's just, a, it's just, it, they probably only believe in it a little bit. Yeah. And then like, oh yeah, it, it might be a hexagram. Might not be. I mean, <laughs> what are all these candles and knives for? Just like, what's going on? Everything's fine. You know, it's like, no, it's, now it's just like, oh, okay, let's look for normal people and work our way down. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah. Instead of looking for a diamond in the rough, in a pile of shit, look for it in a good place and then see if it's got yeah. some rough. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. You can also find a diamond in a river. Like, it doesn't have to be in a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just look, um, look um, being more forgiving of people because they might be a diamond in the rough. I kind of yeah. like, yeah. just, no, I don't like, need to do that anymore because yeah. I'm not that desperate anymore because I've kind of understood it a bit more. So it's like, ah, oh, let's look for a diamond in a jewellery store. Yeah. And just see if there's any there's good diamonds There's diamonds there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you know, you never yeah. know. <clears throat> but yeah, that was my adulting of this week, which was realizing that I need to be responsible for usual adult things like cars and house and stuff like that. Yeah. But also being, um, take the issue, the, 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 the conversation we just had about friendship. I think so many people would have reacted with that by like, well, I'm just not going to speak to them anymore mm. or I'm just not going to address it or I'm just going to, you know, oh, I just don't like them anymore. Oh, and then, and then that resentment kind of builds. Not resentment. It was never resentment, but yeah, um, yeah. Part of being an adult is being like, "Hey, this is what's going on with me. This is what I think was going on. It's been addressed, but let's just let's talk about it." Yeah, know? yeah. So that's my weekend in adulting. Did you, yeah? Have you had any week? I think we have only spoken about my week. No, to be honest, like I, like I, everything feels like adulting at the minute because you're setting up. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I feel like every day I'm setting up a different direct debit for some no, other really? fucking thing. <laughs> Um, and like, yeah, joint accounts and like, have you paid this? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the horrible thing about, only, only because of one bad experience. Oh, really? When I tried to get a joint House account. Mate. No, no. Oh. I was trying to get a, a, oh, a, a joint right. account yeah. with a girlfriend. <laughs> there were red flags just everywhere. Yeah. Even the bank manager was like, so you're employed. She's not employed. Yeah. And you want to get a bank account. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just giving me notes with his eye. Just be like, dude, no. <laughs> Okay, so you earn X amount, she earns nothing. Yeah. And she's from Stoke. Yeah. No, just, just so many red flags. It didn't go through in the end. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I realize now, because I'd lost, like, not to sound cold, but yeah, I lost money and trust in that, that relationship. Yeah. If yeah. I'd gotten a joint account, it would have been way worse. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. God intervened. Yeah. To be like, no. My um, position's much more stable. Like, yeah. It's, a bit, <laughs> it's like, well, if she ran away with half your money, she'd just take half your house. Like, it's yeah. in both, there's no, there's no, point there's no negative to adding on to that pile no. of responsibility no no or that pile of whatever it is yeah. into relationship stability yeah yeah and then my dad texted me today he was just like make sure you sign up for the electoral electoral role yeah oh. you don't have to go no but yeah they send you a just thing like, well if you don't it'll affect your credit rating it's like, oh. yeah i think they right. don't they do that with your tv license we no, your council tax uh Oh, well, I think when I signed up for my council tax, they also signed me up to the electoral roll, or they're somehow connected. I, I don't know. I didn't. I've debited know. that. I just paid it on by my card, so I don't know. If, they know my name now, but I yeah. don't know if I've signed up to anything. Oh, it's actually. It's probably different because we're in different yeah. council areas. But yeah, it's cheaper for me to um, pay monthly because they do something about you pay for eight months. And the rest yeah. of four months is free, or you pay all twelve months up front because right. they want to keep you on that thing, yeah, or whatever. 
but yeah, so yeah household kind household of household stuff and it's like i'm it's it's just it's a load of things where i'm just like oh great now i've got a house so i can start sorting the music stuff again and like start getting mm. into all the hobbies and everything but it's like no now the house is your hobby like you need to sort the shit out before you can mm. before you can get on with every, anything and it's just yeah. kind of taking things one room at a time and like and just yeah it's it's um it's it's slow going it's progress but it's mm. it's um i think it's it's part of just my impatient demeanor of just like why isn't everything happening at once right? well it's, it's the same it's, procrastination thing we have of like yeah. we had an answer your answer was when we have a house everything will be fine yeah. we've got a house there's more it's like well, <laughs> yeah. but that, this was the solution to everything yeah, yeah. no it, i can i can see it ironing itself yeah, out yeah, and yeah. working out slowly um it's just it's kind of like in in one respect you're starting a whole new lease and opening yourself up to all of these new possibilities. Mm. In another respect, you are hampering yourself with a load more shit that you need to clear through first. Mm. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's uh, what's it called? Like uh, delayed gratification. Like right. just you, you you've got to get all this stuff done first, but it'll be worth it. Um, yeah, well, it's just everything is better now. You yeah. just haven't realised it because you've now got your next project in mind. Yeah, because get, like same like, but with my house now, I've been at two years yeah you look back and you go like i can't imagine not being in this house anymore yeah, as, yeah, yeah. or not owning a house i just yeah. can't imagine it i can't imagine having a place that i don't come back to every night yeah and like oh i have to move i'm not gonna it's like <laughs> if i ever move again it's like i'm getting movers yeah like, i've done that i've done that whole thing of yeah. moving it's like i can just get they're ridiculously cheap there's yeah. just this part of my brain is like, I'm going to move into my first house yeah. and I'm going to do this and do it myself. And I was like, nah, it'd just be easier if I just got some other people to do it. You know, <laughs> so you have that instant gratification, but then you also have plans for more. Yeah. So that it kind of feels like there's more to happen, but you're already there. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. You're now expanding upon it, as you say. Yeah. So yeah, adults. Adulting. Adulting on a podcast. Wow, that's nearly 40 minutes worth of adulting right there. Yeah, we haven't even got to the news yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, the news. So, onto the news. Um, a dog mistakenly flew to Japan, but is back with his family in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> what was the dog's name? Uh, maybe Dorothy, I don't know. Uh, um, Toto. had terrible shoes. Toto, he's in Africa. Way <laughs> straight into the news with some nice jokes. Kara uh, um, Swindle and her two cho- and her two children were flying on a United Airlines flight. Controversy, United Airlines, from <laughs> Oregon to Kansas City, Missouri, earlier this week during a move to Wichita, Kansas. When they went to pick up their dog, they were instead given a Great Dane. There <laughs> <laughs> <Here> you go. <laughs> what? That's that. That's not that's, that's not Bubbles. Yeah. No, this is this is Craig. <laughs> you love Craig. Yeah. It's not it's just what air pressure does to a dog. Changes the breed, changes the name. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, well, that's not cra- that's not bubbles. Like, oh, oh, where's bubbles? Oh, Japan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Japan. That's that's quite close to China, isn't it? With the whole Yuling Dog Festival. <laughs> Please, can we have our dog back? This is it's your dog. <laughs> It's like that. What was that? Was that film with Angelina Jolie where they tried? They gave her the wrong child, and they were just like, "This is your child." And she was like, "No, it's not." It's called like <laughs> yeah. Childling or the Changeling or something yeah. like that. <laughs> what there was, I think it might have been Angelina Jolie or Jodie Foster. But there was another film with Sean Bean was a pilot of a plane. That's the only thing I really remember. Really remember <laughs> right. Where did he call it a bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, like she came off the plane and then she was like, "Where's my daughter?" And they're like, "You haven't got a daughter." Like, <laughs> yes, I do. No, you don't. 
<laughs> and yeah, the whole film is just fucking with her head. Like, <laughs> has she got a daughter? Has she not got a daughter? And they're like, no, you used to have a daughter. And then, you know, something fucked up happened, like mafia, I don't know. Yeah. And then you just blacked it out, you know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty sure I have a daughter. So, <laughs> airlines, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> stag, stag, stag. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of the guy just presenting a great day. <laughs> Ta-da! It's not my dog. Oh, no. <laughs> Bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Bubbles is dead in an overhead locker. <laughs> oh, right. oh, right. I'll take the great day and it's fine. What's his name? Craig. Come on, Craig. <laughs> Come on, Craig. Um, uh, elsewhere in the news, um, bit of a bit optimistic, but a Pennsylvania school district has decided to make it their policy to have buckets of rocks in all of its classrooms in case of a shooter rocks rocks throw a rock just yeah just throw rocks at shooters (laughs) (laughs) just buckets of rocks what's that that's the fire that's the fire sand there's a fire you throw sand on it that's the gunman rocks if someone comes into the room firing a gun go to that bucket and save the day (laughs) i i don't know who he's shooting if there's a chance that he might not shoot me i'm not gonna throw a rock at him what's the chance of goliath Turning up at your school with a mass shooting, you're like, don't worry, yeah. David's here and got a bucket of rocks. <laughs> yeah, the Blue Mountain School District in Orwigsburg bucket of rocks. has all also- fucking home alone. <laughs> <laughs> worry, we put like paint and tar on the stairs. <laughs> We've got some kind of barbecue hooker thing on the on the doorknob, so we'll burn his hand. Um, they've also installed security cameras, secured building entrances, and fortified the doors to classrooms. Right, so you can lock them and they can't kick them in or I something. Guess Which so. I guess that, that, bulletproof. That makes sense. And if they do kick them in, you've got a trusty rock. Yeah. Like, I think they've taken the game of rock, paper, gunman yeah. a little, <laughs> a little strong. Um, Superintendent David Helsel said, we didn't want our students to be helpless victims. So we gave him a rocks. Give him a big bucket of rocks. There you go. You're not helpless anymore, are you? Why not just get a security guard? <laughs> like, <laughs> more expensive than rocks, admittedly. But that, you see, that whole thing, like, it's just... All you're doing is putting people who are willing to shoot children in schools. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't see it as that much of a... Like, the whole idea is... The reason people go to shoot up schools is that they think they, there's not much defense. Yeah. So let's put people who will shoot children yeah. in school. Like, I, I don't understand yeah. that as yeah. a great deterrent. Well, it feels like a like, half-assed idea. I'm, I'm a part of a lot of groups on Facebook that are all about liberalism and freedoms and everything like that. Because right. I'm all for it. But they've all been overtaken by, uh, by the, uh, that by the same sections of America who are all also about liberals, li- liberalism and freedom and everything like that, but they're really, really pro gun. And I yeah. don't really have an argument for them as to why they shouldn't be allowed to have guns, except the fact that I don't want a fucking gun. Yeah. Like I, I I'm, like, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to argue against them without removing their freedoms, except for the fact that well, I don't want a gun. I don't want my neighbour to have a gun. Just when it, it like, it's just weird I'm, because you go. There's always been guns in America. Yeah, right. I lived in America. There were guns everywhere. But if I was to be in a, living in America and I had kids, would I, I'd have a moment where I go, do I want to send my kids to a, a school where yeah. one is shot every week? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. I think I'll go to a place where the schools don't get shot. 
Yeah. Like, and you just, you just go like, well, oh, well, there's a solution. It's like, okay, yeah, but are you trying to, are you trying to fix the, are you trying to put out the fire or are you trying to stop there from being fires anymore? Yeah. And it is a really complicated issue, but you just go like, oh, we'll just put gunmen inside. Yeah. Like, okay, but just accept that that makes you a little bit more police statey. Yeah. You know, where your children could be shot for having a pretend gun or thinking that a misfire, all these kind of things, there's dangers that happen. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a bit I weird. Just, the, the, the only, the, the thing that really bugs me is that people who are really anti-gun tend to be really fucking irritating. Yeah. Like, it's really difficult to get behind their arguments because they, they're really easy to poke holes in as far as freedom's concerned and they're really fucking irritating. And mm. the, the interesting thing that I, that I saw, um, um, I, I think it was, I, I think it was, uh, Jordan Peterson that said it. Um, was uh, he said like well when uh, the, the, the Taliban in, uh, in 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 Afghanistan or whatever around all the caves where they're hiding out they put all the women and children so you can't kill them without killing taking out a load of women and children and that's essentially what the left do they surround their very serious arguments with all of these innocent mm. people so that if you try and attack their argument you're attacking these people instead and it, that's kind Maybe. of what's happening happening with the gun law thing like you can't you can't um, you you can't defend your right to have guns with or whatever without uh, w- without them uh, bringing up the fact that you're murdering children or something. Well, I think that it's a I think a, a lot of I think that pretty much everybody does do that. I mean, uh, what we were talking about last week about the um, Nazi salute thing. Sorry, this has gone really serious again. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the Nazi salute thing. My basic my my basic thing with all arguments is. Um, you need to be able to understand the opposition. Yes, yeah. Because absolutely. if you don't, then you're like, and and what we were talking about last week was like, oh, the court system, and it's they're, they're preventing free speech. You're like, well, well, first of all, can we just at least understand that the courts did what the courts do? They yeah. upheld the law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the law wrong? No. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, we disagreed with the law. Okay, let's appeal yeah. it and investigate it. Yeah. But don't act like the courts are a bunch of cunts because they did what courts do. Yeah. You yeah. Just go like, and, and and that's I think similar to what you're saying about they're attacking the courts, but they're saying if you disagree with that, well, it's free speech. It's mm. like okay, well, let's talk about the free speech thing and be like, I, I don't think it's quite free speech, or at least questionable. Yeah. I think what we're really talking about is this. So yeah. move the women and children out of the way yeah. and talk about that. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. very easy to get into a position where you're kind of, th- you're infused with the emotion of another argument yeah. and you're attacking it with, attacking something else. It's like, yeah. whoa, 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 let's chill. It's all a, a, an academic argument here. Let's just talk about it and separate it all up. Um, Superintendent David Helsall also said, mm. River stones were my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd be more effective than throwing, you know, books, bags, or uh, staplers. <laughs> staplers? He's not wrong. <laughs> a rock is more effective in a gunfight than a stapler. <laughs> it depends. Like, depends on the rock. Well, it's a river. river oh, it's stone. a river rock. So it's quite. It's rounded. It's, yeah, it's, it's been, been eroded over millions of years. It's just like yeah. So it's it's ready to fly. He's just so proud of it. River stones were my idea. Yeah. All right. Whose All idea right, was Dave. to put them in a bucket? <laughs> Is it yours, Dave? That was the fire department. It was a health and safety issue. Yeah, you can't just leave them lying around. It's a rock. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Can't let rocks get into the wrong hand. <laughs> well, it's, it's just, it's people being so incredibly stupid, but being like, <laughs> I'm happy about it. Like, All right, yeah. fair enough. Can Great. You, maybe not. Okay. Uh, on that, on that comment. 
the designers of a giant water slide that decapitated a 10-year-old boy went ahead with the project despite having no engineering experience. So, sorry. So, what, what, some people designed a water slide right. with no engineering experience. Yeah. And it ended up decapitating a 10-year-old child. And the way they report it is just interesting to me. <laughs> because one, you kind of go, surely there has to be some health and safety requirement for some understanding of engineering yeah. When it comes to building a structure that will hurt all children down it on some level. Yeah. Tyler Miles, a guy with two first names, that doesn't sound mad up. <laughs> so a former director of the operations at the park also faces an involuntary manslaughter charge over the incident in which a raft carrying the boy and two women went airborne, forcing his head into a pole. <laughs> Pretty rough. Court documents said the park owner, Jeff Henry, another two first name guy. <laughs> What's your name? Jeff Henry. <laughs> Jeff Henry. Yep. <laughs> and lead designer John Shuley. All right, what's your enough. name, John Shu Shuley? <laughs> Is this regards to the decapitated child? Yeah, Shuley. John Shuley. Shuley. <laughs> he concocted the idea of building the world's tallest water slide in 2012 on a spur of the moment. Don't. Don't build the world's tallest water slide if you have no engineering experience yeah. in water slides. And he decided it on a spur of the moment, as if he was in a pub and he was like, I bet I could build the world's largest water slide. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it, because people get decapitated. Yeah. Uh, they produced a prototype for Verukt, which I think is the company that eventually made it, uh, 36 days after starting design. Did okay? Did did anyone de- get decapitated on a prototype? <laughs> no. Then it wasn't an accurate prototype. Was yeah. it? A job amusement park design experts later told prosecutors that they should have taken a four-person. T- it would have taken a four-person team of engineers six months to design this. Right. These three or two or one person who has no experience designed it in a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's so- just a big slide. <laughs> They start at the top. Yeah. They go down. They start with so a small slide. It worked fine. I just made it bigger. Scale up. Mr. Henry, <laughs> Mr. Shuley did not possess any formal qualifications in slide design. Which <laughs> <laughs> is apparently a thing. And they used trial and error methods in an attempt to solve problems with rafts going airborne during testing. I, this was a pretty big error. <laughs> But trial and error when it comes to gravity. Just like, try throwing a brick down it. Well, that seems fine. Try throwing a car down it. Oh, well, don't put cars on it. Don't put cars on it. They they won't support cars. How have you adequately, (laughs) safely tested a water slide if on the first time out it kills a child? Uh, It might not have been the first time out. It was pretty, pretty, it was, wasn't, it was pretty quick. Wasn't that, wasn't that long. Um, Court documents said Mr. Shuley had admitted if we actually knew what we were doing and it could be done that easily, then it wouldn't be as spectacular as it was. <laughs> spectacular! <laughs> that decapitation of that child wouldn't yeah. be as spectacular as it was. Yeah. I think they were saying that this amazing water slide was done with no training and it's yeah. great and that's amazing. You're like, yeah, it is, yeah. but you're also killing kids. Yeah. This isn't roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> like, this is an actual slide. You can't just like, and test. 11 oh, people dead. in total suffered injuries from the slide, <laughs> including oh. slipped spines, whiplash, broken toes, lacerations on the ride, and decapitation. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> the lacerations from the ride that from must just be like nails sticking out yeah. <laughs> oh god well, well, you, I built something in a month I suppose <laughs> 
evidence in the form of corporate emails, memoranda, blueprints, video recordings, photographs, and eyewitness statements revealed that this child's death and the rapidly growing list of injuries were completely foreseeable and expected outcomes. Expected. Oh, my God. Expected, as if, like... You go down the slide and there's like a height requirement and there's just like a bunch of poles poking down. <laughs> it's exposed. Obviously someone's going to die. Oh. It's like, Jesus Christ. But, the, you know, people can do whatever they want. If you're free to do whatever you like, <laughs> design a water slide, do it at a park. Yeah. You might kill a bunch of people. We're like We went to this water park when we were in Mallorca and like, I had a great time and everything, but yeah. the whole time on there, you just like, these people don't have the same safety regulations we have in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> really don't like it's not there's there are definite problems here like that guy i think he's dead (laughs) that guy's dead but he was smiling just like you know the because you need a lot of employees to work there and they all can't be like engineers no so you just have like most of them are barely swimmers (laughs) just like i remember i mean and people who everyone's people are stupid right yeah and i went to i went to alton towers or something and my bandana came off and fell down into oblivion. Like, the right, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, can I have my bandana back, please? Yeah. And they're like, no. It's like, no. but I really like my bandana. I'll go, I'll go get it. <laughs> it's like, and you can see me, he was like, no, no. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go down the death. You shouldn't go down into oblivion. No. That's not recommended. At no. This point. All right. So, yeah, well, you just, quit, kind of... just get it between. <laughs> yeah, try going on the right again. <laughs> Just reach Sink. out. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, don't build a water park if you don't know how to build anything. <laughs> um, in other news, um, I don't know how this should be taken, but uh, a computer gamer who spends up to 12 hours a day online um, used all of his training to fight off his samurai sword-wielding jealous girlfriend. Uh, Alex Lavelle says he woke up from a dream to find his girlfriend trying to hack him to death with a sword that she bought from her mall, the local supermarket. <laughs> right, the 29-year-old suffered deep cuts to his fingers, arm, feet, legs, torso, neck, and head, oh. but managed to survive by relying on his knowledge of the martial art Wing Chun that he got from video games. <laughs> How to Hogan? Did it work? It worked! <laughs> he said, uh, before grabbing her in a bear hug, he said, the feeling I had when I won the fight with my bare hands is just absolutely the best feeling. <laughs> it shows how, like, gamers' brains work, yeah. I guess. Like, well, I'm down to one HP and I've lost some fingers, <laughs> but I won. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I woke up, I saw the look in her eyes, and it scared the living shit out of me. I told her I loved her, and that she was killing me. Uh, Hi, I love you, but you are killing me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you need to call the police, or I'm going to die. (laughs) I'd call the police, but you've chopped my fingers off. Um, He then added, I've been preparing my whole life for something like this. Hey, Siri, call the police! Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess I might must do that. Uh, Miss Javier. That's fine. Which is... Um, My phone th- vibrated when I said that. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting raided. Uh, Miss Javier, who's 30, gave in to the attack, uh, to her attack, and dialed 999 to, 911 to tell the operator that she had stabbed her boyfriend and thought he was dead. 
Yeah. Well, he's t- he told me I was killing him, so I'm assuming he's dead. Uh, when officers arrived, she complained that her boyfriend sits at home all day playing video games. <laughs> well, it was enough to kick well, your fucking ass, wasn't it? She's covered in blood. Yeah. Right? The boyfriend's dying inside. <laughs> she stabbed him. She's holding a sword. The police turn up. Yeah, he fucking sits in there all day playing video games. <laughs> right. Cut down the sword. <laughs> um, Sir, is this true? Um, she said I thought I was going to stab him while he was sleeping I'll just stab him when he's sleeping yeah Uh, Miss Javier said she bought the sword about a week before the attack and she decided to go ahead with the plan after her her boyfriend came home without even acknowledging her yeah oh I see we're not going to talk are we (laughs) sleep tight (laughs) don't worry after taping the sword and two knives on the side of the bed, she waited until Mr. Lavelle fell asleep and used the light from her phone to illuminate the target. So she's like, <laughs> leaned under to pick up a sword and two knives, <laughs> put the phone on his face, and then, like, started hacking him to death. Uh, she then swung the samurai sword at his throat. Oh. She told officers, I was trying to kill him for cheating. That was my purpose. Uh, okay. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mrs. Javier then pleaded not guilty to first degree attempted murder uh, when she appeared at court. She. Oh, but, oh, oh, not guilty. <laughs> I told are. officers that I tried to kill him and I told officers that I taped my swords to the, to the side because I was going to kill him when he went to sleep. Yeah. But I didn't try and kill him. I mean, <laughs> not, officially, not officially. That's fine. See, like, Vix had this thing. Like, we. So we, we had a, a big maul sitting by the front door for fucking ages. Maul is a great big thing you used to chop wood. It's got a sledgehammer on one side and an axe on the other. Right, yeah. Um, and like, we bought it because we needed to chop wood, but it turns out the guy left us here, so like, we didn't use it and we, we just had it left by the front door. I was just like, well, uh, you know what, like, I don't, I feel weird about it being by the front door. I could go put it in the shed, but like, it'll just get nicked or something like that. I'll just take it and I'll just put it in the spare room. She didn't want it upstairs because like, there was some weird paranoia part of her brain that thought I was going to wake up in the night and hack it to bits. Right. I was just like, oh, okay. I've said something or done something that's made you think that that's a possibility. No, <laughs> I think uh, it might just be my bias, but I kind of feel that that is very much a chick thing to do. Yeah. Like, I've had, I've, I've never woken up from a dream and hated my partner, <laughs> but I've had lots of women who've woken up with me and hated me. Right. Not just because of usual things, but like they've had a dream that I've cheated on them. Yeah. And I've they've n- had emotional violence towards me. Vix is the only person I've never had it with, so I'm taking that as a good sign. So you're just not part of her dream. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't hit that level of your relationship where she she goes to sleep to escape you, Steve. <laughs> no, what if I've I've done- a bad dream about Steve? Don't worry. I think I've done bad things in her dreams, but she's the only person that's never taken it personally. It's just like, yeah. oh, I probably deserve that. <laughs> But yeah, it, it seems like it seems like it's the female thing to kill people in their sleep. I don't know why. That might just be because the, the influences that I've had, as yeah. in like the, the reports I've seen, the things I've seen. It feels like a, a bloke will need to get drunk it's... or get upset, like get that momentum train going. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a difficult thing. It's I think it's uh, you like probably it's... sleepwalk and kill someone as a bloke. I think that's probably yeah. probably pretty normal. But it feels weird to. <laughs> Wake up with that much purpose as a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up like, oh, I've got to piss. I need a fag yeah. and a coffee and then we'll talk. <laughs> and then I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Lavelle, who had to have three of his fingers reattached, has now left <sighs> hospital after spending not more than a week. Not video games anymore. <laughs> not, for, not for at least a week. Um, he denied cheating on his girlfriend and told BuzzFeed that his rigorous video game training left him too exhausted to ha- give her enough affection. Mm. Uh, he said it killed his sex drive. I was working, I was training too hard. It exhausted me. I felt bad because she needed the affection. I just couldn't keep up. She thought I was having sex with other people. Take it might be the truth. It might be a lie to well, cover the way, truth. Either way, you don't get to kill someone because yeah, they cheated on you. Either way, if, and if, if you do, you've got all the advantages in the world. Yeah. Like he's asleep. You've got a sword and two knives, and you still fuck it up. Yeah, that's not that relationships is not balanced. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just leave. She's obviously just not a balanced person. Like, I don't know. Like, it's I I I find it weird when someone's like, "Oh, they pushed me over the edge." It's like, well, did, did they do anything physically to you? It's like, no. Well, why didn't you just leave? Yeah. Like, did they put? Did they, why did you? Did they, why did you initiate the physical situation? How did they push you over the edge? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's 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 a weird thing. But again, um, it's something that I think people try to do. I to think the in, killing in the sleep rise, thing is like. Um, like why I, I think it, I think it probably is more associated with women. I'm saying this. It's as a dishonourable death. Not I, I haven't researched this at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. It just, just feels assuming. that way. It's weird. That it feels that way. I think I, I, I imagine there's some kind of biological aspect to it where it's just like, well, if he's awake, I've, I haven't got a chance. Yeah, but then there's also there's a, there is a level of dishonour of killing someone who's asleep. Yeah. So while there are dishonorable men out there, yeah. there's also a weird kind of trait of like, if you're going to fight someone, you face to face or whatever. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but yeah, it makes it feel weird that you do it in your sleep unless you're trying to assassinate somebody. Yeah. And even then, you'd be like, wake up, we'll assassinate you. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you a heads up. <laughs> um, so where did you keep the axe hammer in the end, um, if not in the bedroom? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say where it is, because... Because you might need it to defend yourself against me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, th- the thing was, the thing was, I didn't want to leave it by the front door because it's just like, well, if someone breaks in, we're just like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <Shoot a hand. laughs> yeah. So we like, put it, we put it under all the laundry. Yeah. Uh, he'll any burglar who comes in and does our laundry deserves to kill us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. We should have done the laundry. Blah, Origi- blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be in the spare room. I will just say it's not in the spare room. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've just got some uh, random uh, one-liner things that I found funny. All right. Uh, self-driving car has killed a pedestrian for the very first time. Yeah. I just like the way it was worded. It was well done. The <laughs> very first time. Well, We've yeah. been doing it for years. <laughs> it's about time technology caught up to us. <laughs> and yeah, Did people- you see the video of that? No, but I read the context of it, which was literally there was nothing the car could do. Like, yeah, the, the, a woman just dived in front of it. Well, there was it was um, it was it was driving along at night, and when you when you watch the video because it's like yeah. on camera, it's like night a dash cam kind of thing. Um, driving along at night, uh, complete darkness apart from the headlights. Mm. Suddenly, there's a woman in the road pushing a bike across the road, yeah. and it just plows straight through her. Yeah. Like. Um, and, and, I, and I'm just, and everyone's just like, well, the car should have seen that coming. It's like, well, maybe the technology could be there. And I'm, sh- I'm sure. But then it wouldn't function sense- as well because if anyone was on the pavement, the car would have to stop. Cause, yeah. Well, that person could jump out at any moment. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, that's just it. It's just like, well, why are we, 
attacking the car for this. You can't you can't just be like, well, the car the car should have yeah, known yeah. better, or the car should have yeah. like should have had the technology to see that. It's like the woman shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Like it was a, it was in the middle of the the fucking night. Like no reflective gear, no nothing. And suddenly she's in the middle of the road pushing a bike yeah. across it. It's like you stop. Like well, this is again. Don't use this to hamper technology. Yeah. Like, well, this is again the situation of having something to, to validly argue, but surrounding it with other things. Like a woman has died. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but how? It doesn't matter. She shouldn't have died, right? You're like, no, she shouldn't have. But why yeah. did she die? Well, yeah. she got hit by a car. Well, okay. Was it, it was a driverless car. There was a driver in the car. Yeah. The driver wasn't paying attention. That was apparently controversial. Yeah. It's a self-driving car. How much attention do you want to... Yeah. Was to fix the if, purpose. It, if it was not a self-driving car, she'd have got killed as well. Yeah, exactly. If the if the passenger was in control and broke immediately, yeah. if it's impossible for her to do it, and if she couldn't see the person, and if the person wasn't clearly looking over their shoulder before they're doing it, you got like... Forget all these arguments about, well, driverless cars are murdering people. It's like, no, look at the situation. Yeah. Ignore all the bullshit and understand what's going on before you just decide to criticise it. Yeah. Um, also, a man has died after his head became wedged in a cinema seat. What? <laughs> I think it was a view cinema. I think. But yeah, so someone dropped their phone on the cinema floor, Yeah, went down to get it, for some reason put his head between like where it folds which i can't understand why yeah and um had a hot like it was cardiac arrest in the end i think it was how it was said so he was trapped or something like that and then couldn't do anything and then he died and it's like well yeah it's like well i don't know something needs to be done about these seats (laughs) yeah cinema floors have been sticky for too long (laughs) What is it? Is it sweet and salt? Yeah. Why is it so easy to drop your phone? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't climb, don't put your head in a vice, mate. I mean, come on. It's just, again, you go like, no, just, you should, you handled this, th- blame the victim. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do this right, bro. If I got my head stuck in a chair, I can't envision myself panicking to the point of dying. Who picks up their phone with their face? <laughs> <laughs> put your arm in it, mate. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, you feel around. It's dark anyway. You can't see it. <laughs> yeah, just just look, walk around it for God's sake. But yeah, it's one. It's what again? Kind of people are stupid, do stupid things, and yeah, the, it, we like to think we're this evolved species, but people are getting killed by seats. <laughs> it's like it's just again a reminder of the world that the world's a pretty silly, daft, dangerous place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you drop your phone, just pick it up. Don't. Headbutt the floor. Yeah. Or whatever. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my, uh, that's my news. Oh. Um, the, uh, the North Pole branch of Blockbuster is closing. Oh. <laughs> 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 We we had a we had a a big wave of popularity back in Blockbuster when Ice Age one, two, and three came out. But then when all these desert films came out, everything dried up. <laughs> For uh, who? Nobody lives on the North Pole. Well, no wonder they went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get Santa Claus's business. Clarifies later on. Is it? It's not the final video rental store to shut its doors, but when the North Pole branch of Blockbuster said it would stop renting DVDs, it was a sad day for many in the central Alaskan town. Um, okay. It, <laughs> and the end of uh, and the end of one of the last relics of analog era entertainment. Uh, 
Local media reported that about 40 people gathered at the store on the first day of its sale last week, hoping to pick up a bargain and show their gratitude to a local institution. On Facebook, Rachel Stark wrote that her family always used the blockbuster and would continue to do so until the end. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It will continue to do so. Well, how long for? The end. <laughs> until it all ends. Yeah. Winter. Until my name Ice is, Age. Her like name is Stark and winter is coming. So just whenever that end comes, then I'll stop using Blockbuster. <laughs> we and our kids enjoy the social experience, as in going outdoors to get things. <laughs> You're in Alaska. <laughs> Go outdoors to get loads of stuff. It's yeah. a beautiful country. I feel like I'm losing my beautiful childhood, state. she said. Um, <laughs> Uh, General Manager Kevin Damude said that the store's customer base was loyal. I fucking bet they were. (laughs) (laughs) We're the only ones here. You're the only other thing here. So we're here too. Do you fancy watching The Matrix? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they haven't had anything delivered. But there simply weren't enough people to keep the business going. Uh, They could... Market to penguins, I suppose, or is that Antarctica? Well, dads. Yeah. As they're called. Yeah. Uh, of all the remaining US stores, four are now in Alaska. Um, movie watchers in the state have continued to rent from the stores, thanks in part to poor internet reach in the state uh, and tough weather conditions, which meant it's preferable <laughs> to stay inside. Now, that's contradictory to me. If it's preferable to stay inside, why are you going out to Blockbuster? Yeah. Um, well, don't want to go outside to all the way out. Just go down the road. Maybe they anyway, it, here's the interesting thing about this place. Uh, <laughs> North Pole is the name of a town. It's not the actual North Pole. Um, a town of about 2,200 people near Fairbanks uh, in interior Alaska. It was named by property development company in 1944 in the hope of attracting a toy manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say they make their toys at the North Pole. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's a high hope. And also, you're basing the entire commerce of your town on toys. (laughs) On a lie. (laughs) All all you're hoping for is that uh, the odd missing 12-year-old child (laughs) hitchhikes to the North Pole (laughs) and stumbles across one of your toy stores. (laughs) Oh, they've got their toy stores. There's a blockbuster, though. (laughs) need a membership card. <laughs> uh, Blockbuster was weird. I did like Blockbuster. They did the best popcorn, which kind yeah, of makes I, sense. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah, it was always like a pound a bag, which yeah. is still pretty cheap. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was... I found it weird because I knew... Because it was not that long ago that it went out of business, right? I mean, when we were at uni, not it was still really. going. It's, yeah. Well, when, yeah. And there was I remember... One while we were at uni. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember when I was at uni dating a few people who worked for Blockbuster and would tell me mm. how great it was because you got to borrow films and watch them all yeah and it was like that sounds great yeah i own all the films because i buy them for blockbuster when they're ridiculously cheap yeah like, yeah 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 just like that luxury that that's weird that wasn't that long ago that it was great to be able to get free dvds yeah and you go like if you just had netflix you'd get all the perks of working for blockbuster yeah. <laughs> um that's what I, I feel I've, I've gotten bored of netflix now Started yeah. doing Amazon Priming because actually, it's actually some interesting stuff on it now. It's weird. I've, I've never had Amazon Prime. I don't think I've, I've, I've only ever had it, it now for that the... we've got a place and just like we haven't got a TV license. And I'm yeah. not really asked about. One. Oh, I've got. A... Do you do you know that you have to tell the council every year that you don't have one? Oh, do you? Yeah, I just got my notification letter through to be like, you need to tell us again. 
So <laughs> I was like, well, I still don't have a TV license. Yeah. I don't watch TV. I don't have a TV aerial. Yeah. I've only got investigated once when I was at uni. Like, yeah, you've got a TV license. Let me in the house then. No. Sure. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking for conflict wherever I can find it. Yeah. I know where the, the axe hammer is. Yeah. Please come in. Here is, <laughs> yeah. Here is our green TV. Uh, <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> Just for context, I bought a 20 pound TV for our uni house where it slowly went green. So effectively, I didn't realize it was green until we had people around and they were like, why is it green? It's the Grinch. <laughs> so we just, we burnt it in the garden and we yeah. thought it was going to explode in some kind of chemical it explosion. Pop. Yeah. Pop. Yeah. But it was like a really weird, we, we, when it, we, it didn't just pop, it went. <laughs> <laughs> and during that, we kind of looked at each other like, should we be running? <laughs> And we were like, there's some chemicals in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's vacuum. That's always bad. There's yeah. vacuums in space. <laughs> Boom. Uh, um, but, but yeah, you have to tell the council every year or every two years. I still don't want to give you money for something that I don't use. Yeah. But I still vaguely yeah. want to use BBC iPlayer. Yeah. So like, I need to you might pay 140 quid a year or whatever yeah. it is. It's crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, anyway, a, a factory was never built. Uh, but North Bowl... A fact- oh, the toy. North, yeah, blockbuster factory. Going back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the toy factory was never built, but North Pole keeps Christmas decorations up all year round. Oh, God. And each year receives 400,000 letters addressed to Santa Claus, <laughs> all of which are answered by a team of community volunteers. So they're essentially... Oh, okay. like, <laughs> not just some... Oh, not just some lonely business no. who wanted to make toys for kids. No. Getting letters like, the demand's pretty big for toys. Yeah. I mean, why aren't we selling any? Or they just want them for free. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think well it's you go out with the best of intentions of like, well maybe this will help us economically and it's actually completely stunted you economically. You now yeah. need volunteers to stop disappointing children. <laughs> uh I didn't know they replied to them. I thought it was like Santa has read them. Well, Santa Claus, a local celebrity. Um, <laughs> shot to fame in the 1940s. <laughs> wrote on Facebook to say that he was sad to see Blockbuster close. Um <laughs> When was Santa popular? Was it pop? Was Santa Claus popular during World War Two? Uh, I don't I think, think kinda, so. I don't know kinda, why though. I think it kind of came about around that period. Didn't like, it? Like, like, it was Vietnam. always Saint Nicholas. Like that was the thing. Yeah. But the whole visual of Santa Claus kind of was around that time. Wasn't yeah, it? there was Christmas presents, but yeah, was Santa Claus big during World War Two? Like, why isn't know. he fighting the war? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to help all the children. Yeah, but my dad died because they yeah. weren't reinforced enough. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know. You I haven't know got a that. chimney anymore. He's starting to come in. Put a fucking carrot, bit of whiskey, and some bandages <laughs> on the rubble. <laughs> Anything to help him through the blitz. <laughs> nah, he mustn't have been a big. He must, maybe. Uh, if, it's weird because either he was during World War Two or he kind of came about during Vietnam, which is like it's weird to think when Santa was born into modern civilization <laughs> during a, a conflict. Yeah. Um, woman mistakes jail security booth for a drive-through. Uh, <laughs> tries to order breakfast sandwich, gets arrested. <laughs> Give me a sandwich. <laughs> 
Uh, a woman mistook a jail security booth for a fast food drive through attempted to order a breakfast sandwich and ended up in handcuffs on Friday. Um, <laughs> police said... That's hate speech. <laughs> 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 Bacon double cheese. <laughs> I'm Jewish. Um, police said Elizabeth Ildefonso, 44, drove up to the Riverhead Correctional Facility <laughs> at around... <laughs> Well, there's obviously a drive-through next to a prison. I mean, <laughs> think of all the foot traffic. If you're escaping from prison, you got a hankering for a burger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drove up to the correctional facility at around 10.12am and tried to place an order for bacon, egg and cheese. Uh, deputy, uh, de- the, the sheriff <laughs> informed Elder Fonso that she was at a correctional facility and not a drive-through. Uh, the driver insisted that she really wanted a sandwich. <laughs> I just arrest you, I guess. <laughs> what do you do? Just, what do you do? Well, <laughs> I can't pull my gun. I can kind of be like, you're under arrest. <laughs> I can't just say, go away. <laughs> uh, the sheriff's office uh, deputy, Decora, noted that Ilda Fenso's uh, pupils were dilated, her eyes were glassy, and that there was a white powder residue under her left nostril. <laughs> she was covered in coke. <laughs> I think I better arrest you and let you sleep it off. Hilda <laughs> yeah. Fonso was arrested where, after she performed poorly on a standardised sobriety test uh, and uh, was found to be driving... <laughs> Is this a restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you failed. <laughs> it's pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are the golden arches? Yeah. Well, there's searchlights there. No, there's, there's something else. Yeah. Uh, she was also found to be driving without a valid licence. Charged with uh, felony driving while ability impaired by drugs and driving without a license, she consented to a blood test. Uh, the results are pending, I think. Pretty obvious. <laughs> Take my blood, just don't look at my nose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah blood, blood's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, this is my last one. Um, uh, police say her mother intentionally crashed her SUV into a pole to prove to her two small children that God is real. God is real, look, he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> God is real. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> For more episodes of Second Aid uh, League Disgusting Workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.